From Relevant Magazine, it's the Relevant Podcast. We won't stop till you tell us so. We won't end just to let you know. Oh, so you know. Because everybody dies but few lives. So we're chasing this life till we get home. So you know. It's the week of Friday, September 14th, 2012. It's a relevant podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, my better half, Maya Strang. Hey, hey, hey. To her left, Calvin Keerley. Hey, hey. And on the Skype line hey. from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. That's our illustrious producer over there on the ones and twos, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. We have quite the stuff to talk about this week. Jungle Bird has invaded this podcast. Yes, he has. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted nothing to do with it. So, so, so Jesse just had his interview with Jungle Bird, and we decided to attach the podcast uh, to that. So, Jesse, you can foreshadow. Did it live up to your expectations? Oh, totally. And I, I want to say this: it, like, let's say you just downloaded the podcast, and, and you're you know, on a jog or in a car ride or something. You're on the fence of, am I going to listen to this or am I go listen to this American Live or Radio Live or something? Listen to this, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, uh, not only does he give us, I, I was mainly interested, you know, in, in some of the behind the scenes. I told him that, you know. I don't think there's a person alive that doesn't go to a ball game and has that impulse, at least for a split second. I could run out onto the court right now. No, no, hold, hold on real quick. Because I've mentioned even on our own team, like, oh, my goodness, Jungle Bird's on the show this week. Mm-hmm. And I get blank stares of like, oh, okay. Like, should I know who that is? Right. For the people who, who are tuning in who don't know, Jungle Bird is the guy who interrupted the uh, after the, what was it, the U.S. Open, the golf tournament? Yeah, Webb Simpson had just won the U.S. Open. This was about... Two or three months ago, it was it was uh, Bob Costas. NBC wow. was interviewing him, and this man wearing a funny hat jumps out in front of the camera, going "caca caca." Stop, which de- he does for us in the interview. <laughs> Stop deforestation. Amazing. And so then, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish were playing uh, Navy, I believe, over in Ireland, uh, college football game, and a guy runs out onto the field into the end zone. And starts doing a massive Irish jig, wearing a KFC T-shirt. It's none other than Jungle Bird, the same guy. And so, a relevant podcast exclusive. Oh. He will be making another high-profile appearance this weekend. Oh my Whoa. gosh! <laughs> I tried for at least a hint. I said, "Listen, Jungle Bird, I don't want to miss this. None of our listeners want to." Did you miss call this. him Jungle Bird? Yeah. And, 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 uh, <laughs> And and he said, well, <laughs> let me ask you this. Is this live? I said, no, this is not live. Uh, so you can divulge. He said, well, when does it air? I said, it goes up on Friday. He goes, well, here's here. I would tell you, but, uh, I, I, you know, I, I can't. It, he wouldn't tell me it was happening on Friday, but that was close enough for him not to want to divulge to us. Wow. Like if the podcast was coming out next week, he would have told me. But I will say this. If you haven't <laughs> the way he, he wouldn't even tell me if it's sports related because it's too sensitive right now, obviously. Whatever event he's about to interrupt finds out that he's going to be there, they're going to take measures to prevent it. So I totally understand. I didn't feel snubbed by that. But he did say, here's what I'll tell you to do. Follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Jungle Bird. And seconds before it's going to happen, I'm going to tweet and everyone turn on their TV. Mm. Amazing. I bet 
I bet it has something to do with the conflict in Libya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was his fault. He's going to take credit for it. No, no, he's just he's going he's gonna to he's going to jungle bird it. He's well, go, he's I, going I, to I, jump over the fence of the embassy in Libya, therefore bringing peace to the whole situation. <laughs> therefore, I, I, I need to I need to dispel one more uh, 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 thing uh, that that is misconstrued is that it was not an Irish jig in the in the end zone. That's what the commentators call oh. it. But I asked him about that, and he said, and th- and for the rest of the jungle bird details, you're just going to listen to interview later in the show um it's not an irish jig he wanted he thought with the crowd noise of a football game unlike a golf tournament he wouldn't be able to do the bird call so he wanted mm-hmm. to kind of uh you know secure the jungle bird brand because that's sort of his thing <laughs> the bird call so his friends told him to watch youtube videos of people doing the dirty bird <laughs> the dirty oh, bird <laughs> that was his <laughs> and that's what that he was attempting the dirty bird and didn't find out till later when he was when he watched the replay on TV, that it, that that was lost in translation. That, that yeah. they, they interpreted that to be. He needs to work on his dance. So. That makes a lot more yeah. sense. That yeah. does. It does. It really did. I said, oh, that, that totally makes sense now. So uh, anyway, that's that's all I'm going to say. Keep listening. Jungle Bird's coming up. So, but he'll be doing then something bird related this weekend. What if it was the relevant podcast? Yeah. Him getting yeah. on he today comes right was in. his way right of doing it. He's like, yeah. when does this well, come I, out? When does this come out? Yeah. Friday night. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay, I'm going to tweet Friday. Friday night, <laughs> something. I'm gonna be on something Friday night. He should move to the U.S. There's a lot more sporting events. Yeah. Well, well, that we talked about that too, and he said that one observation that he had about people that run on fields at the. Here's the reason he did the Notre Dame uh, uh, um, Navy game. And again, this is the last thing I say because I want to save some things for the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I, I was I was genuinely fascinated about this whole thing, and so he said the reason he did that game and not like an American game is because he noticed that when people run out onto the field at American games, they get tackled and tased. And he said, over, wow. if you do it in Ireland, no one's going to run out and tase you. So, yeah, because the, the stands smart. are full of drunk hooligans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have a better just, sense of humor Just one it. of them said, spilled right. onto the field. It's fine. They just he he didn't up. even get arrested. They, they just kicked him out laughing and said, all right, don't come back, Jungle Bird. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You and Bob Costas are... One degree separation right now. Yeah, we talked about Bob Costas too. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to say anything about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Also, in case you're not, you know, into Jungle Bird uh, experiences, then just turn off the podcast. <laughs> this isn't for you. Yes, you're not the type of listener. Yeah, you're not who we want to be listening to this. You, you have that a, as little sense of humor as Bob Costas, <laughs> and he had no interest in Costas listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, self-important uh, uh, U.S. Open. Uh, we also have uh, pa- Paper Route uh, came out with a, a new album this week uh, that a lot of people are very excited about, Paper Route. Uh, we talked to their lead singer, JT Daly, on this week's show as well. So a lot to look forward to. But up first, your entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, September 18th. There's a lot of stuff. Pink. Is still making Finally. music with the truth about love. If you watch, like, okay, first of all, Pink performed at the VMAs. You? If you watch the uh, the Apple keynote from a couple days ago, Pink was all over the iTunes presentation. I don't get it. She is a good publicist. I guess so, but American like, who, who's the target market for her music now? She looked at the VMAs. You know, all the current pop stars are performing. She looked like their mom. Mm-hmm. 
Like, <laughs> who's buying her music? Maybe she's a mentor to like the Keshas of this world. Yeah, <laughs> the Keshas of this world need mentoring. <laughs> yeah, well, clearly. Well, they say real men listen to Pink. Wear Pink. <laughs> Close. There's something <laughs> Pink. <laughs> Speaking of Pink, my my son got kicked out of daycare yesterday because they said he had pink eye. And he, it turns out he did not have pink eye. He just had an ear infection. It could no longer push through the ears. It was coming out of his eyes. Oh, oh no. Man. Wow. Yes. So your son likes yes. pink too then? Yeah, he loves, loves That can it. happen? Apparently. That's that's pretty horrific. Do you... Yeah. Uh, do so that you, was my pink segue. Do you clean or bathe your child? No. Is that important? No. <laughs> oh, oh, on a side note, no. Absolutely. No. <laughs> no. We're very earthy. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we live in a tent. <laughs> we put them out back and hose them off. We, we just we just do a dry basil scrub. Oh. <laughs> Seems to work just fine. He smells great. <laughs> yeah. But the basil collects, big the basil bath, collects in his ear tubes. But yeah. you know. Well, now you know. I don't know. It's my first kid. <laughs> hey, real quick before we get to enter. Well, I guess we're already in entertainment releases so I'll let you continue but I have a falcon story that <laughs> of course you do <laughs> <laughs> what happened with it? what a falcon <laughs> what, so what? the other day I, I'm uh, me and my wife are driving home we actually ate at a Mexican place and had white sauce wow. oh, that's true okay. that you, why'd you yeah. say actually I assume that's 70% of your diet <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so we're driving home from our Mexican dinner and uh, it, it, it was garbage day that day, right? So my, my garbage cans are out on the curb. The, the garbage man had already come. I'm pulling them up. Uh, I jump out of the car, you know, to, to get the garbage cans. My wife's driving up the driveway. And I'm, I'm walking up with the garbage cans. And she's stopped before pulling into the garage. I'm like, oh, I wonder why she stopped here in the driveway. Her passenger window is rolled down. And, and she, she, uh, <gasps> she says, look at what is on our fence. I look at on our fence, uh, you know, maybe 20 feet away, and there is a massive bird of prey just sitting there <laughs> staring at us. Oh my gosh. Word got okay. to them. Did you uh, put out your arm, Jesse, and he flew uh, to no, you? Out the window. I, I, we were frozen. <laughs> no, he we needs six frozen. more years of experience before they do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's seven years he'll be back. No, uh, so we're just staring at, the, at this bird of prey. It's huge. And it's looking back at us. I don't know what to do. I, I take out my phone to take a picture. Right as I raise it, he flies away. Hmm. So I'm like, man, that is crazy. Was that a hawk or something? I, sh- I should have known. Dana says, I just saw on the news yesterday that they released a falcon in the state park that's about four miles from our house. What? He just Into hanging? the wild. <laughs> they, they had a falcon releasing. And he found you, Jesse. And okay, that's not the end of the story. Oh. Over the next weekend, I get, I, I don't play golf often. Uh, you know, a couple times a year. But these guys invite me out to play golf, so I go out there. We are, we are playing the first hole. I'm driving the golf cart. What is standing in the cart path right in front of us? <laughs> the falcon. <laughs> it's chosen. It's made its choice. <laughs> the falcon is, is 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 has made its choice. It's it's locating me. It knows where I live. It knows uh, the public course where I play golf occasionally. Uh, I'm waiting for it to reappear. But the, there's a falcon that was released in the wild that has visited my home. So, wow. For updates to come. Wow. That is absolutely true. Oh, man. Uh, also coming out, Amy Mann coming out with Charmer. It's about Jesse and his relationship with falcons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a spectacular album. Dinosaur, Dinosaur Jr. also got in on the theme, I Bet on Sky. Sky, I Bet on Sky. We're so themed. Uh, also uh, in on the theme, the wigs are coming out with Enjoy the Company. Mm. Enjoy the Company, Jesse. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I do. Falcon. I mean, I've been lying awake in bed at night waiting. <laughs> uh, that's where the theme ends. Uh, Band of Horses coming out with Mirage Rock. Uh, Grizzly Bear. This is awesome. Uh, with Shields. Kanye West is coming out with Kanye West Presents Good Music, Cruel Summer. And our pick of the week, The Killers are back with Battleborn. We can't Movies coming out on Friday, September 21st. Dread 3D. No Awesome. No, I... <laughs> like, a week ago, I saw on Rotten Tomatoes that it was 100% fresh. Really? Yeah. Maybe one person reviewed it. No, no, no. They were like... They tweeted it because it was like past 80 reviews, and it was still 100% at that point. Dread. What is this one about? Dread. It's that post-apocalyptic kind of... Yeah, it's it's the it's a remake of the Sylvester Stallone yeah. and Judge Dread. The, the Judge Dread movies. No, it's just Dread. Yeah, you say it like I should know what that is. <laughs> Judge Dread? It really? is Stallone. I actually, I actually saw that. It's like a Rambo from the future. Just okay. picture that. Like Robocop? No. See, I had a problem with Judge Dread because it came out, if I remember correctly, pretty closely after Demolition Day. And I thought they were too similar because he's a cop in the future. So yeah. I, I just oh, I refused like to see Judge Dredd because I, I was like, this is rehashing the same thing. Yeah, I didn't like it because it was too similar to the uh, plot of Beverly Hills Cop. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anything with cops, it's like, come on. That really? again? Yeah. 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 Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis, Bruce no, Willis did this already. Yeah. Oh, come on. Die Hard, really? <laughs> Saw the first time when it was called... Terminator 2. Right. I don't know. Milo and Otis. I mean, come on. It's the same thing. What it was called, dragged at the TV show. (laughs) (laughs) No thanks. Uh, Also coming out. (laughs) What the? It's called the Andy Griffith Show. (laughs) Basically, the Andy Griffith Show's Judge Shred. (laughs) Now Judd 3D. So if you like Andy. All citizens arrest. If you like Andy Griffith. (laughs) You'll love love Judd 3D. 3D. And then yeah, Dredd, the plot see. revolves around a town drunk, uh, <laughs> uh, the deputy getting his real firearm taken away after he shoots himself in the foot, <laughs> and some fatherly advice to a young son. Someone gets their truck stuck in the fishing hole. Yeah, it's it, but but it's also it takes place in post-apocalyptic Mayberry. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 also coming out, uh, End of Watch uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal and others. Yeah, th- this one, they've been advertising a ton, right? It looks literally, the commercials and stuff, look make it look literally like an episode of a TNT cop drama. Like, it doesn't it look does. like a movie. Ooh, it, it just yeah. looks like a TV like show. Like handheld camera, like yeah. they're following them around. Yeah, yeah, yeah like uh, Boomtown or whatever, you know, some of those. It doesn't look like a movie. If I'm going to pay 10 bucks, I want to like have some cinematic experience, folks. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want it to look oh. like a TNT drama. To be fair, they know drama. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Uh, also coming out, this one looks great. Trouble with the Curve. Uh, Clint Eastwood, Amy Adams, Justin Timberlake, John Goodman. In an, in an empty chair. <laughs> no, did you see, have you seen, Jesse, have you seen the, the people who have Photoshopped the poster for Trouble with the Curve and changed it to Trouble with the Chair? No. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. All right, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Jungle Bird Preview. And Falcon story. Stay tuned up next, slices. In the morning, late, late.
This week's podcast is sponsored by Urbana 12. Urbana 12 seeks to compel this generation to give their whole lives to God's global mission. Together with other students listening for God's call in their lives, participants are challenged by speakers, are able to speak with hundreds of mission organizations, get to attend an amazing selection of seminars, participate in unique tracks, worship together, and view performing arts, receive prayer, and study the Bible inductively. For more info, check out urbana.org. listening to Imagine Dragons. Really? That's like a ride at Epcot. The Imagine Dragon? Yeah. That's probably where an the band... Awesome, an awesome ride. That's probably where the band formed. Most of these bands form in Orlando. We yeah. found out. <laughs> the last Whenever they write yeah. songs, they get on the ride. Right. And they just kind of spitball ideas. They're like, hey, can we go again? Yeah. It's kind of like... We the, almost uh, got it. We almost right. got Run it. Run it back. Run it back. Can you play that back? And so they're they're on this ride, right. uh, World of the Imagination, uh, starring the little dragon Figment, mm-hmm. Figment uh, mm-hmm. of the Imagination, and, and that's what informed them, inspired them to name their band, right? Imagine, Imagine. Dragons. Well, they're going on tour with Splash Mountain in the fall. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the song is tiptoe. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard the rival with "It Ain't Over." It's based on the Falcon. Yeah. Yeah, this hasn't ended. <laughs> wait, and, and wait, wait. It's are not you... going to end well for one of us. <laughs> are you now rivals or has he chosen you? <laughs> his... I think he's chosen me, but it seems like he's had second thoughts. <laughs> he flew away both times. <laughs> he did not perch himself on my arm, so... I mean, I am concerned. He's, he's I've waiting. been wearing a massive leather mitt around. <laughs> I was, he's waiting. He's just checking on you. He's waiting for you to grow a mustache. Mm-hmm. And that's when he can finally come. That would do it. Yeah. And land on the your requirement arm. of all falconers. Is a robot. Or need, a ponytail. <laughs> well, because they just need more things to grab onto. In case they, they swoop in, they're Make missing the arm happen. a little bit. He could grab the mustache. Mm-hmm. He could yeah. grab the ponytail. Well, and yeah, see, that's what sense. I'm missing because uh, I have been standing in my front yard every night with a dead mouse on a string, <laughs> just doing my like Duncan yo-yo moves, <laughs> like walking the dog, just trying to you know trying to attract this this falcon. You know, uh, so may- my neighbors are not pleased. Maybe the dead mouse smell is why he keeps showing up. I'm just saying. Maybe yeah, it just, I, I, it's my, my yard is littered with dead mice. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> and you keep them in your Small pocket, detail. which is why you came yeah. to the golf cart. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? Um, all right. So I know it's a, it's a tough economy. A lot of people are looking for work. And if you're in the Albany area of New York, I have good news for you. There was a Craigslist post um, in the last few weeks. For a nonprofit organization, so if you're looking to get involved in, in nonprofit work, this is a really good opportunity for you. Um, so I'm going to just read the job post, uh, and th- you know, much. This is more of like a public service thing, my normal slice. I'm just feeling charitable today. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're looking. It's it's a high energy, team oriented research entity that is involved in the tracking, documenting, and studying of cryptozoological creatures. Mm. With a deep interest in the study and search of bipedal primate, uh, primitive apes, uh, they're looking for an experienced researcher. So if you don't have a lot of experience in cryptozoology, you need not apply. Uh, with a deep understanding of cryptozoology and a good background of scientific research and an interest in great apes. So basically, they're looking for an individual to investigate, document, and interview individuals with Bigfoot sightings. Basically, they're asking for you to come join their team, Jesse. 
Yeah. They want they're looking for a Bigfoot hunter. Let's cut to the chase here. I'm about to answer this call. It's on Craigslist? It, this ad is on Craigslist. It's in Albany. So uh, I'm assuming most of us have their filter set to Albany already right. on right. Craigslist. Uh, so it's basically the, the, the funniest part of this job ad that's looking for a, an actual Bigfoot hunter that they will pay. If you ask about pay, they said that the compensation for this uh, job um, is solely based on experience. <laughs> so unless you have experience uh, uh, looking for Bigfoot, uh, which I do, um, or cryptozoology, which I'm 90% sure I had an encounter with the Mothman one time. <laughs> you know, that's that's where the real money is. So uh, I can't promise I'll be on this podcast for a long time after laying this gig. Yeah, so, well, Jesse, I really think you should actually apply. I, I <laughs> just do it. Listen to what they say. Just, just to see what happens. Just to see what and happens. like like make up all this cryptozoological experience. Like how would you possibly like confirm that? Right. Like do they have a fact checker of their organization? We need to vet this guy. Uh, he says he's been on a lot of Sasquatch hunts. Uh, <laughs> can you just make some phone calls for us? I think Jesse you at least would need to have one of those uh, clay squash uh, Sasquatch prints. Like footprints, the big like, <laughs> like like one that like a mold that I that I found a mold right a the mold, mold the footprint mold that you, you have yourself, on your wall yeah. and you probably bring That's that in thing. like That's a, a portfolio. Oh, do you have your portfolio? Yeah, it's right here, and you just you know place it on the table. You've watched. Yeah, I got this. I got. Uh, let's see. Like I got a, a mold. I like got some eight millimeter footage I found in my grandfather's garage. <laughs> uh, yes. Blurry ape thing. You've watched yeah, that. Uh, what's those commercials? You've watched a lot of those commercials. The, like the messing with Sasquatch. Messing with Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched a lot. I got, I got a bunch Jack. of uh, Jackslink beef jerky. <laughs> yeah, Jack Link beef jerky. <laughs> I, I got season one of Harry and the Hendersons on VHS. <laughs> that, um, they always. I, I taped come them. Running. I taped them off Nick at Night. Uh, <laughs> All right, what do you have, Maya? I actually have a slice coming to you straight from Craigslist as well. We, it's a theme, I guess. What do you guys? You oh, guys I got to scratch you, my you, idea. You couldn't look at Yahoo News. You guys got to be scouring <laughs> Craigslist now. We're looking for Craigslist. This week's uh, slice coming from Pinterest. <laughs> but, you, no, Cameron, let me just say this: you have no idea how hard it is to do uh, job openings in cr- the field of cryptozoology on Craigslist. <laughs> when you find one, a legit one, you got to talk about it. Okay. I feel like I should search the Orlando. Do you have a Google listings. alert for for that? Yeah, I, I have a Google alert for cryptozoological drop job openings, and then. Also, the category I actually set up in Craigslist, hoping someone would post a job there, and they finally have. So, I've been kicked off of Craigslist several times for for my zoological, my cryptozoological uh, interest, but finally paid off. So, mine doesn't have to do with the job so much as selling something. And I assume you guys have all have you guys sold something on Craigslist before? Yes. I, I, I will say this: my experiences on Craigslist have made me lose faith in humanity. <laughs> like, what? if you tell someone you're going to meet them. The least you can do if you can't show up is give them a text message and not let me stand out in the parking lot of a grocery store for two hours. Hey, hey maybe. We need to buy golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, I'm not over it. Maybe, maybe they drove and I'm up. I'm still interested. I'm still interested. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good deal. Maybe they showed up and then, you know. They just. They, they didn't want you to be they the They didn't owner. want you to carry yeah. on their, their club no, legacy. Like a blind was, date. Okay. I was in the car. They knew what car. So you're saying they saw me through the windshield, uh-huh. mm-hmm. just sitting there. Kept going. And they 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 assumed, oh, it's that guy. Mm, no, he's not going to take not, good care I, of I don't want to pass on these golf clubs to him for fifty dollars. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Oh, I wasted a whole night. So question: Did anybody talk to you while you were in the parking lot? 
Mm. Oh, yeah. But didn't bring the no. clubs. Okay, no, nobody's I talking. I was sitting there. <laughs> yeah, some guy walked up with golf clubs. No, uh, no, no. Just kind of starting a conversation. Yeah, hey, guys. Just randomly there. Uh, <laughs> I, I, there was one point about, uh, you know, a while into this that I walked over to the subway that was right there and got a sandwich and ate it in my car. But I was keeping an eye on the car the whole time. The person was a no-show, but anyway, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not bitter. So, should I go on or? Yes, please. Or no? Oh, you didn't do your slice. No, you I've just said it was on Craigslist. Once again, this you, is my favorite part of the podcast. Now, you pointed out last week, and it's true. <laughs> I start, and then y'all just take it. Well, I guess I do ask questions, but um, so this person is trying to sell a plane. Have you ever been on a plane? A plane? <laughs> no. Not <laughs> P L A I N or yeah, l- l- like uh, like a like, like a, a field. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, guys, come on now. She was using it as an adjective. A plane? What? Why <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're waiting with bated breath? Uh, so this guy is out in um, Death Valley. And he used to. So it is a plane, like a field. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was trying. Death Valley, I hear. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Death Valley, sorry. I hear is be- that one beautiful this yeah. time of year. Yeah, beautiful. it's great. Pink has a house there. <laughs> <laughs> this is a 90. He's trying to sell his 1968 Cessna 172H model on Craigslist. Uh-huh. Apparently, you can sell big, big. Ticket items that like that. Yeah, yeah. So it so. sounds just like a plain old. So 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 the, so plane. it's like, oh, I'm interested in your Cessna. Sure. Okay. Meet me at the Target parking lot. Right. right. <laughs> so he tries. He's trying to sell it for sixteen thousand dollars. That's pretty good. Is that pretty good? Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I'd like it to sh- about two fifty. I'd like new. to show you when people show up. This is what they see. Are you doing a visual slice again? <clears throat> yeah. It is. Oh. A, he crashed his airplane. It's still upside down. Okay. It's in Death Valley. And he's trying to sell it for $16,000 on Craigslist. It is literally upside literally down, upside laying down. on its top. Uh, small, small suggestion, post-mortem. Uh, mm-hmm. little, little, let's, you know, fine-tune critique. Maybe don't bring visual slices. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> if you're going to keep interrupting me, I'm going to keep bringing you're gonna keep bringing. Here's a picture I found on Craigslist. Guys, That's your slice for now. Guys, I have a slice about updates to sign language. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that weird, right? <laughs> but it's like the big reveal after all this. It was so difficult to get there. The big reveal is... <gasps> it's an upside down place trying to sell. <laughs> Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The image you can't even see. <laughs> it's good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Wouldn't it be great if next week's podcast, uh, Jungle Bird, actually interrupts Maya? <laughs> <laughs> like we have him on. You have him on the whole time, Chad. The whole time he's there, but he's yeah. quiet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find a job on Craigslist right now. You guys idea. just do whatever you're doing. Do you have experience in cryptos at all? <laughs> I may have a lead for you. <laughs> Link, LinkedIn me. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my LinkedIn page uh, for people interested in crypto zoology has been blowing up. <laughs> I get a pretty serious referral uh, from the crypto zoological guys. finder's so. fee? Yeah, so I hope you're serious. Mm-hmm. What do you have, Kevin? Uh, it's going to be hard to top. A picture? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I don't have a multimedia. <laughs> you do not. You do not bring a multi. A I silent multimedia should I, you, should presentation. Should I go? Should I go? <laughs> I don't even think I should do it. Okay, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna start with the headline here. Oh, and this was sent to me by. Wait for it. Um, a uh, loyal fan and the originator of the slide whistle MP3, uh, Tanya Basner. I was intrigued. Here is the headline. Woman finds ex-boyfriend living in her attic 
over 12 years after they broke up. Okay, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> the word living? Living. Living. Okay, yeah, so living. it wasn't that his, she found his body 12 years later. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he was, li- I, they were, I had a dentist point this morning, there was a TV on while I was getting my teeth cleaned. Michael Strahan and Kelly had some hilarious comments about this story. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, for- let me, let, Can I paraphrase Strahan real quick? I'm sorry, sure. Calvin. Sure. He's like, what did he say? All right, I'm sorry we have to break up. Listen, I'm just going to go upstairs and get some of my stuff. I think I got some old skis up there. <laughs> and just never came back down. She forgot about them. Well, for the, for the podcast listeners who don't get their news from Kelly and Michael in the morning, um, this should be new to you. Uh, Shame on you. Yeah. Because really, that's where you should be getting your news. Yeah. Uh, so a South Carolina woman. Uh, found her ex-boyfriend living in her attic. It's 12 years after they broke up. Um, she, around 12, around 2.30 in the morning, she heard sounds coming from the attic. She thought it was like poltergeist stuff going on. B- stuff going bump in the night. Uh, stuff that sounded like nails popping out. Um, and it turns out it was not the devil dancing on the ceiling. It was her <laughs> ex-boyfriend who had been living in her attic for a few weeks. Um, so anyway, this whole thing, like, he... So he wasn't living there for 12 years. He wasn't living there for 12 years, but she hadn't spoken to him for 12 years. He, he just had, decided... He had been place. in prison, oh. and he got out of prison, okay. and he established roots in her attic. And the only way to get up in the attic is to enter through her house and down the hall from where her two sons live and sneak up in there. And he had kind of burrowed himself into their, uh, into, like, their heating unit up there and kind of made like a little nest. And was sleeping up there. But are you talking about a man or a falcon? A, a falcon man. <laughs> a falcon See, man. when you read the headline, it sounds so whimsical because I think we think of like Chevy Chase and Christmas Vacation, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but but then you read about it, you're like, wow, this is insanely creepy. Yeah, and if you see pictures of it, which the nest, the the, the nest, it's really a <laughs> so small you're bringing space. essentially what you're doing is bringing a picture slice also. Uh, well, yeah, but mine's homework. I'm making you go find it. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Anyway, this whole thing got me thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Here's seven things I'd burrow in. Um, (laughs) And this is brought to you by AMC, Walking Dead, premiering October 14th. (laughs) Season three premieres. Anyway, please just send them a bill. Too. Like, even even yeah. though I'm sure that was unsolicited, yeah. just say, listen, we did an ad on our podcast. <laughs> listen, you're going to see a bump on October 14th. Yeah. Uh, the spike uh, is from the podcast listeners who don't get their news from Kelly and Michael in the morning. Yeah. So uh, our, it made new, me- our new rate is $250,000. So yeah. just uh, maybe a check. I, I don't so, know what the best way for you guys is, but. Take all major credit cards. <laughs> so it made me think of the top five excuses this guy gave to the cops for being his ex's attic. Okay. Uh, and if I could get a drum roll, please, and post. Of course. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> uh, he's still been uh, trying to untangle Christmas lights. No. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Number four. Oh, I was just checking the attic for zombies. You can never be too careful. By the way, season three of The Walking Dead premieres <laughs> October 14th on AMC. That would be an additional $100,000. <laughs> Number three. Good. Uh, I just needed a place to listen to the new Matchbox 20 and Hoobastank records in privacy. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> because he doesn't have any headphones. Right. Right. Number two. He was just trying to keep his pet gizmo safe from turning into gremlins. No. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. 
the kid lives in the attic in Gremlins. Mm-hmm. You realize probably half our listeners were born in the 90s. <laughs> Go rent Gremlins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do it. It doesn't hold up. Trust me. And this is good. The number one reason. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> the number one excuse this guy gave the cops for being in his ex's attic. This is my ex's attic. I thought I was in line for the iPhone 5. <laughs> yeah, maybe it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. L- l- so let's make the Walking Dead one the number one. Right. Yeah, go ahead and reorder those. <laughs> okay, we'll fix no, that. I'm just post. kidding. That was good. That was good. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, we talk to Paper Route. When we turn the safety off, the shots are automatic. All our friends tell their friends we're so dramatic We'll have you wrapped around our trigger finger Queenie, yellow your skin for our stinger We'll make you swoon, make it hurt just a little With the boys and the girls and the freaks in the middle You're listening to The Hawk in Paris The song is Freaks from the uh, Freaks EP. If you don't know, The Hawk in Paris is a side project featuring the musical stylings of Jars of Clay's Dan Hasseltine. And it's a fantastic project. Speaking of Nashville, Paper Out is a great indie band, uh, one of our favorites uh, in that city. Their debut album, Absence, came out in 2009 and actually reached number 13 on the Billboard Heat Seeker chart behind the single Carousel. Their songs have appeared on a ton of shows, as well as the movie 500 Days of Summer. Their new album, The Peace of Wild Things, has just been released. The album banks on the hope that popular art can be made to arise out of horrible situations. Our very own Tyler Huckabee recently spoke to lead singer JT Daly. Here is Paper Out. So it's been a long time since your last album, Absence, came out. Uh, How difficult was it for you to get this album done and get it released out to the public? I mean, I would would almost argue that every single obstacle that could have stopped this band, that could have stopped this, you know, our, our heartbeat as a band, has been presented before us when life happens. Like, we've experienced all of that. From cancer to death family to divorce to financial mysteries, every single thing we have had to be resilient and to overcome for us to even get to a spot where we can release this album. like you have because there's kind of like a stereotype of a band that records an album and it does really well like yours did 
and then they have this it's that thing you do you know it's that it's that like impending implosion of bands that just that success proves to be a bigger monster than they were ready for do you feel like that's what happened you know i don't really know i mean success is such a such a broad turn you know we never really experienced any success in the sense of in dealing with the obvious things that i guess would come from that where people would assume you know like you know it's not like we were dealing with drug overdoses and too many models in our hotel rooms or something like that wasn't what we were ever <laughs> that was never our battle um, it was really just life got really heavy for us really fast and i think that you've always made music and made art out of those moments i think that we're just ready as a band to kind of celebrate some things then mourn them mm. and i think that that season hopefully of this band is, is coming to a close but i think just that personally like really just life happened the band just was there you know and the band became sort of this refuge this mansion that we found in nashville tennessee this place called joy mansion it kind of just became an escape they could go there and just hide and could write a song knowing that we were kind of sheltered from the storm outside. I need you to know Going to you go into personal stuff and it's intimate. And I understand that what's most personal is most universal, but does it ever make you nervous? Like, do you ever have you ever written something and been like, no, nah, I, I can't share that, or no, this is just too close or too too close to my heart to put out there for anybody to listen to? Yeah. Do you feel like you're telling secrets to strangers too much? You know, this this is the this album will be the first time where I am nervous. I I feel comfortable admitting that. There are there are some lines and some moments where maybe it's like a fine line between nervous and embarrassed even. I'm embarrassed because I don't want to come across as being like so like hypersensitive or something or so like woe is me. But you know, these things were very real to me, to us at the time. But this would be the first time. But I felt so much encouragement or i got no i i i am borrowing so much confidence from chad and gavin as being a singer on this album where i feel like they've kind of just stood behind me and they're like let's go for it and be strong in what you say because we know that you believe it Do you feel like Paper Route exists more to deliver a uh, certain message to people who listen to it, or is it something that you just have to do just to like get this stuff off your chest? Mm-hmm. I would say that 
right now it's definitely the combination of, of both, but when we don't feel unified in our calling or our vision as a band, being now that we feel like some of these things need to be shared with other people, and I think that they're to remind everyone, including ourselves. Like, I mean, we're, we're singing for ourselves tonight, you know? <laughs> to remind us that we're far more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. And that I would almost even argue that the amount of darkness that someone might have in their life is directly proportional to the amount of light that they would also have. And that's kind of what we're leaning on on this album. That's kind of why we're still a band, because we feel like it's something that needs to be shared. I mean, what, what is it? I mean, the, mes- the medium is the message. Mm-hmm. We're still going for it. There's still loud, bombastic, hooky songs. And it needs to be a band, and it needs to be something that we're bringing into clubs and into people's speakers right now. That was Paper Route. Check them out at paperrouteonline.com. You're listening to the Helio sequence. The song is October. All right, the time is here, folks. The time that you've been waiting for. Here's Jesse's interview with the Jungle Bird. How are you, Jesse? Very good. How are you? Yeah, I'm great, mate. Great. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, thanks for taking the time uh, to do this. My pleasure. You first came to attention, especially here in the states. Uh, during an epic photo bomb, after Webb Simpson was being interviewed uh, by Bob Costas following his win at the U.S. Open, were you already known in the U.K.? Uh, only by my friends and stuff. That, that was really the first major event that I'd ever done. Now, was Jungle Bird a persona that you had developed beforehand, or was it totally spontaneous? Uh, no, I did probably about two years ago. Uh, we I first came up with the, with the concept of it. I, I learned the bird call in school. When I was much about 12 years of age, I used to do it for a laughing class. Uh, I, I don't think the teacher was very amused, though. <laughs> were you, at that point, were you still raising awareness, or was it just to, just to uh, get some laughs? Just, just to get some laughs, purely to get some laughs. And then, uh, then in San Francisco in 2010, I read an article in uh, the San Francisco magazine, and that was about the uh, history of the uh, deforestation with the, with the Californian uh, redwoods and sequoias mm-hmm. and it really made me sad reading the article and um, over the years when I'd been doing the Jungle Bird it's, I'd sort of named it Jungle Bird and then I'd created this sort of come up with a concept that I could use it for some good uh, by shouting stop deforestation at the re- at the end of it Yeah, and I started doing some crazy mad videos I used to do it in the restaurant with my, with my wife And <laughs> How, uh, what does she think of it? <laughs> Uh, she, I think she's just about beginning to get used to it. I think every time, every time I get interviewed, she thinks I'm getting encouraged. 
<laughs> well, I can't give you official encouragement, but I think it's awesome. I will say Thank that. You. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, so I want to fast forward real quick to the U.S. Open because that's when that was the, the first kind of it, it, it was so perfect, the setup, just how it was framed and everything. When you were going to the U.S. Open, were you planning on, OK, I'm going to wait till, uh, you know, the, the, the winner is being interviewed and then make the appearance? Well, that's it, really, because you can't inter- – I don't believe in interrupting the live game. So the only only opportunity I did have uh, – and for t- you've got to capture live television, haven't you? Otherwise, you get edited out. Yeah. So the only chance I had was that window of opportunity, and that was when the, the winner was given a speech. Uh, and, of course, I ran out in front of the cameras, and, you know, a whole load of things can go wrong. You mightn't get in the right – the cameras mightn't be in focus, or you might miss the, the camera angle. As you said, it just happened perfectly. It was a touch of luck, really. Now, I, I saw like later on Twitter that that you you know kind of apologized to Webb Simpson. Have you have you had any contact with him or anyone from the U.S. Open? And have they been pretty good sports about it? Uh, well, I've I've, I've met. Uh, I was at the Notre Dame versus Navy game in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we met a load of guys from the Olympic Club out in San Francisco who hosted the U.S. Open. Uh, and uh, and they were telling me that, uh, that there's been a, a picture taken of me and it's in a frame and that gets given to the winners now at the Olympic Club. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so you have some credibility with these athletes now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's awesome too. And you know, my favorite part about it was was Bob Costas's reaction. Yeah, his face was a, his face was a classic, wasn't it? <laughs> because, you know, I, I think Bob Costa is one of these guys that he takes what he does very seriously. And I'm not trying to trivialize, you know, a, a win at the U.S. Open. That's a huge achievement for Webb Simpson. But just the look on his face was priceless. <laughs> Have you had any interaction with uh, from NBC or Costas or they just kind of ignored the whole thing? Uh, I think they've ignored the whole thing. I mean, I didn't even know who Bob Costas was until in the morning when my friend <laughs> kind of explained to me what this guy was about. Well, you picked the right guy to interrupt because it was hilarious. <laughs> if there's any guy that takes what he does very serious for a sportscaster, it's Costas, and I think you got him pretty good. Um, so real quick, I want to fast forward. It was about two weeks ago, the Notre Dame-Navy uh, game in Dublin, right? Yeah. So were you a big fan of American college football, or you just thought this was another opportunity uh, to uh, get some attention and raise some awareness? That's exactly it. I mean, I'd, I'd never been to a game before. My friends were all flying over from San Francisco for the weekend to Dublin. They're, they're, they're really hardcore fans, and they'd said to me, you've, you've got to do this game. Because uh, obviously security, we, we felt, was going to be a lot more relaxed in, in Ireland. Because uh, I believe people get tasered on the, on the grounds, don't they, if they run onto a pitch. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's one thing I wanted to I want to get into the details of this particular one. But I think what is so fascinating for a lot of Americans is that we've all, you know, go go to a sports game and and you have that impulse of it would be so awesome to run out onto the field right now. (laughs) But then you see some guy get tackled or tased and that kind of deters you. But the, the way that you took the field in this Notre Dame Navy football, you couldn't have been more confident. Yeah, yeah. In the video, you're carrying a football. Is that the actual game ball, or did you bring that? Uh, I actually brought it. It was disguised as a hat when I came into the stadium. But <laughs> oh, the, that's great. The press have uh, said that it's, I actually, they, they actually believe I took it off the players, but, but that actually wasn't the case. I actually had it on me. Were, were you, you, you have sort of a signature look. You have the jacket and, the, and the, the, the Union Jack sort of toboggan. Were you wearing that, or were you worried about getting recognized? Uh, exactly. I, I had the hat hidden. Uh, oh, the coat and the coat ram away, so I, was, I went in very low key. Yeah, and it, it were, did you plan? Because you kind of do this this uh, sort of 
you know, uh, the, the American sportscaster called an Irish jig. You spiked yep. the football, you scored a touchdown, spiked the football, and then did this dance. Was that totally premeditated, or you just kind of see what happens when you get out there? Well, I'd actually been uh, been dared by my friends. They they told me to do what's called a dirty bird dance. So I was I was checking that out on YouTube, and I thought I'd learned a dirty bird dance, but obviously I hadn't, and it looked more like an Irish jig. Okay, so <laughs> it was supposed to be the dirty bird. It was meant to be the dirty bird, yeah. Yeah, was that any correlation? Because I know at that point you were wearing uh, a, a, a T-shirt uh, about the the a link to deforestation KFC. Was it related? The dirty bird related to the KFC thing, or you just thought it'd be funny? Uh, no, well, the, that, the challenge was that with the noise of the stadium, I, I sort of worked out that I wouldn't be able to make a bird do my bird noise. So yeah. that, that's my friends would say, "Well, why don't you do the dirty bird?" Because that's got the correlation with the bird but it wasn't to do with kfc or deforestation it was just sort of really to have have a laugh and get a bit of attention yeah it was it's kind of uh the jungle bird brand you got to do something bird related that's right yeah i think without that without the dance as well from what i heard from the commentary it was you know maybe if i hadn't done the the dirty bird or the irish jig it uh nbc or cbs might not have rewound it and replayed it Oh, yeah, because it, I, I don't know if, if you're – at least in, in American sports, it's really rare that they re that – they, that the network will intentionally re-air someone that, that goes on the playing field because they don't want to encourage it. But you managed to break through that with, with such an epic dance. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, so, so you get off the field. Or I, I know I read that you said in an interview that the U.S. Open security, they were actually pretty cool. Were the guys in Dublin cool when you got off the field? They they were really cool. And I mean, it, there was there was a, a navy photographer that told me to wait at, on the sidelines, and then, uh, <laughs> oh, that, that, and then there was a state trooper that came from absolutely nowhere. I don't know where he came from. Uh, and then they handed me over to security, who then handed me over to the police. Uh, and then the police were just there. Uh, we need your name and address, son, and your date of birth, and and that was it. Can you get out the stadium, please? And don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not too bad. That's totally worth it, then. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, my other favorite part is you, you, you walk out when you're, <laughs> at least on the video from what they replayed, you're walking out there with such confidence, like you, you're totally supposed to be there, that I think it <laughs> threw all the security off. Like, oh, this guy, there's no problem. He's not nervous at all. <laughs> I think that should be your strategy. Just like you're part of the organized event. Like, oh, Jungle Bird's here. No big deal. That's it. I mean, that, that's what Webb Simpson felt at the US Open. He thought I was part of the trophy ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, I'm going to translate that to some of our, like the American guys that just run out on a baseball field. They look yep. like a scared animal out there. You know, okay. they just have to walk out and strut and wear a cool hat. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Maybe. It, you, you probably get this question all the time, and, and some, some of our listeners that, that, that heard you maybe coming on our podcast uh, were asking, D are you going to unveil where the next uh, Jungle Bird appearance, or, or do we just all have to be – I imagine we all have to just be surprised because you don't want to tip off security. Okay, yeah. I mean, I've, I, there's something coming up, but I wouldn't like to say in case it, it tipped people off, but if, 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 if you watch this space, there's going to be something very big in the, in the very near future. Oh man! Now is it okay? <laughs> I, I don't. I won't. I won't. I don't want to tip anybody off. But what do you tell us? Is it sports related? Like, I, so, so what can we be watching to be sure we don't miss this? Can you at least give that without tipping off security? Uh, it'd be very difficult because it it is quite high profile. But if you, uh, <laughs> oh, if, you, if, you if you follow my Facebook uh, page, which is facebook.com forward slash junglebird, yeah, uh, you'll you'll get some no pre notification on there. But literally within seconds. Okay, so it's facebook.com slash junglebird, and your Twitter handle is junglebird? 
Uh, the Jungle Bird is, is the Twitter. Okay. Well, uh, all of our listeners need to follow both of those if you do not want to miss the next epic photo bombing by Jungle Bird. And real quick, Jungle Bird, I want to, or Andrew, I want to ask. Um, uh, I know you're passionate about deforestation, um, and obviously you're very effective at raising awareness at, uh, uh, about it. What can people do uh, to learn more about the issue or or to uh, have some positively affect the cause of preventing deforestation? Okay. Well, well, firstly, is to is to visit the Facebook page and and to and to like the page, and that's how you keep updated with everything that's going on. Uh, and right now, I'm uh, campaigning against Kentucky Fried Chicken, which is which is a U.S. based company, as you know, uh, and they're involved in, according to Greenpeace, in deforestation in Indonesia because they found ancient rainforest uh, materials in their packaging, like the bargain buckets. Okay, uh, I think in this in this day and age, it's it's really wrong for a company like that to be doing this. Okay, and I think the worst thing is they refuse to acknowledge the concerns of Greenpeace or the Dogwood Alliance or the Rainforest Alliance. Uh, and what I'm campaigning uh, for them to do is to sit down with an NGO like these guys and to begin initiating a zero deforestation uh, strategy across their supply chain. Cool. So, and you have more information at uh, junglebird.org is your website. That's correct, yeah. And there's a petition on there that, that you can sign, and I really encourage people to do this because really it's only in numbers that we can make a company like uh, KFC or the parent company Yum Brands uh, pay attention to to the public concern. Awesome. Well, uh, Jungle Bird, I, I wish you good luck in your uh, in your next adventure, and we will definitely uh, be following you to keep an eye out and, and get a little advance notice. Okay, and thank you so much for having me on the show. Real quick before we go, can you do the bird call for us? Absolutely, be a pleasure. <laughs> Stop deforestation! You're listening to Brooke Wagner. Not to be confused with Broke Wagon. Mm-mm. Or just a Broke Wagoner who's been trying all day to fix Cross the wheel. The brook. And he's like, hey, can you give me a hand? No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're so, so his job, like a blacksmith, you're, you're, uh-huh. you, you wear the title of your profession because it's a craft. Mm-hmm. The job is that he pulls wagons. Yeah. So he's known around the community as the wagoner. Lovable, I think. But because technology has advanced beyond the age of wagons, yep. he's really broke. So now he's known as just the broke wagoner. That's <laughs> or, what you're saying. No, I no, actually I'm saying he's a wagoner who is no longer in his heyday. And the only wagon he has left is a broke wagon. <laughs> okay. Okay. And it doesn't so quite roll pulls, the way it used to. It kind of has a wobble. It has a wobble. It has a uh, yeah, a loose so it's wheel. like the shopping yeah. cart with one wonky wheel. The, the, yeah. the, wa- the wagon is upside down. Mm-hmm. Sixteen thousand. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle, Maya. Full circle. All right. It's time for your feedback. <coughs> Sorry, Brooke Wagner. We like your music, by the way. Um, last week, the feedback question, the question of the week was: We want you to tell us what to ask. You know what you want us to ask, Jungle Bird. And uh, as you just heard, Jesse used a lot of your questions, but Jesse, you wanted to. Give special thanks to a couple of the listeners. Yeah, you know, in the course of the interview, it's hard to kind of, you know, in the conversation chime in to say, uh, you know, this came from so-and-so on Twitter. But there was a bunch of people that uh, uh, wanted to know where he will strike again. Um, 
Uh, Ida Torres is one uh, on our feedback page and people on Twitter. Um, several people, um, including, uh, let me make sure I get these names, John78 Drummer um, uh, had a comment. Mark uh, Nizarez, uh, these guys want to know about Bob Costa. So for everyone that sent in your questions, uh, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, Help me put together the interview. And if I didn't get to them, uh, I have a feeling at some point in the future, we'll need to follow up with Jungle Bird. So thank you for everyone uh, uh, who sent in some questions. Yeah. The next time we talk to him, he may be calling in from jail. <laughs> yeah. It, this, the, if He said this one's going to be big. So we'll see. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, as we're recording right now, this exact moment right now, Maya is on Craigslist still looking for jobs. So, (laughs) (laughs) yep, stop. (laughs) Number one. Uh, But it got you know. There's a couple of slices. Two out of our three slices this week were Craigslist based. Anyway, got us thinking about Craigslist. We've a lot of us have had uh, encounters. Uh, Jesse was stood up by the. The guy who did not deem him worthy for his golf clubs. <laughs> yeah, very upsetting. Uh, you know, uh, so it got us. We have a twofer. We wanted to do a twofer question this week. Number one, if you have a crazy Craigslist story, tell it to us. We want to know. Yeah. But not everybody has a crazy Craigslist story. But what everybody can have is a weird thing on Craigslist. So mm-hmm. we want you to go over to Craigslist <laughs> and find the weirdest thing on Craigslist you can find and, <laughs> and post a link to us. And, to it. And, and, and we will maybe purchase some of them uh, for next week's show. Yeah, but, and bonus if it's involving cryptozoology. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yours will absolutely be read. So. I'm, um, I'm on Craigslist right now because uh, I wanted to chime in. Looking for a job? <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, Jesse, I, I picked Albany, just because you mentioned Albany was okay. the thing where the cryptozoology thing was from. And in uh, Collectibles, uh, someone had posted, quote unquote, zillions of cards. Oh. <laughs> zillions. Legally, zillions. you can't false advertise. Yeah. Legally, they are yeah. bound to giving bound. you zillions. Yes. Yeah. Hundreds of... Oh, now he's oh. now he's going down. Uh, Hundreds okay, of thousands. Okay. Well, he sold a whole that. bunch of them. Sure, the, the, the old bait and switch. We've Hundreds all of thousands of cards for sale, mostly baseball, football, some basketball, and hockey. One cent per card. Minimum five hundred cards. Five dollars. Yeah, what a great deal. That's a great deal. Five hundred for five bucks. Uh, Done. Calvin, in all seriousness, I'd appreciate if you send me that one. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. I'm, uh, I'm probably going to be in Albany in a few weeks. So. If he stands me up and I drive all the way to Albany, God help me. <laughs> I got a crisp $5 bill that he's never seeing. This Lincoln stays with me. Brought to you by Steven Spielberg's Lincoln in theaters next month. That'll be $50,000. <laughs> All right. Um, many thanks to uh, JT Daly for talking to us. Uh, check out Paper Out's new album, available everywhere. Uh, but you can find out more at paperoutonline.com. And thanks to The Jungle Bird for talking to us. Follow him on Twitter at The Jungle Bird and on Facebook, apparently, to be alerted to his next escapade. Last week, we told you the new issue of Relevant uh, just came out, uh, the September issue featuring politics and Lecrae and the XX. Um, if you go over to the website right now, a couple things that maybe are going to get you on board to become a subscriber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number one, happens once a year, our end of summer savings event. Uh, the magazine is on sale for eleven ninety nine for the print. And if you get the print and the iPad, it's fourteen ninety nine. 
the iPad only subscription is still nine ninety nine, but it's a big sale. It's only happening for a limited time. When you subscribe, you're going to get instant access to all the magazine online, but you will also get uh, the brand new subscriber exclusive album, our fall collection. Who's it featuring, Chad? Uh, Best Coast is on there. The Minor nice. Birds. Uh, a song off the new Paper Route album is on there. Um, there's a great uh, indie worship band called Young Oceans. They have a song on there. There's some live performances uh, from like Derek Webb and John Mark McMillan and uh, Levi Weaver. Soul of Me is on there. It's a great album. Uh, Josh Garrels, a song by Josh Garrels that was Remix. remixed by Kai Kai. It's incredible. Sick. It's really incredible. There's 19 songs on this album. Yeah, it's a great album. Worth the price of admission all by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, wow. and it and three others throughout the course of the year, four total are included with your relevant subscription. So go head over to the website, take advantage of us by <laughs> subscribing. Well. If Pink taught us nothing, <laughs> uh, uh, take advantage of us uh, during the sale offer, get the magazine, get the album, and um, we'd appreciate the support. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. October 14th, The Walking Dead on AMC. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jesse Carey, and that'll be uh, (laughs) (laughs) $75,000. Thanks for accounting. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What's our total up to now? This podcast, I'm pretty sure $2 million. (laughs) Seven gazillion I'm drafting the invoice right now. Somehow I'm up to $75 million. So I don't know. I'll redo the math later, but it's going to be a lot of money. Do you know what I'm buying with it? Zillions of cards. Uh, (laughs) That's Jack Michael Snavely. We'll see you next week. Well, Well, I'm a genius in my dreams. Even if I was, it was stitched inside my jeans. I'm self-inflated, self-infatuated. And somehow I convinced myself I finally made it. The truth is I was made like the mob. Geppetto put me together. My strings lead to God. Pride come before the fall. I seen it in the script. So if you see me falling, probably a power trip. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Go follow us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast. And for more great content, check out relevantmagazine.com. Stop deforestation!